Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am your host, I am the five-star man, Asa Gray, and joining me at this time is the Big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo! How are you doing tonight, Dalton? I'm doing good. We got to see our uh, best friend Andy today. Or my best friend Andy today, my bad. I mean, he, he got me a Christmas friend. present after I've met him once, so like... that's. That's Andy. Him, yeah. him, him, and him and Riley are just like the ultimate sweethearts. Yeah, and I was, I was super excited. I got to spend the last couple of days with him, so I'm actually like super chill and happy and excited to be recording. Um, I got to see Billy Hills like an hour ago because there was like a transaction that happened at my house that involved Andy and Billy. It was really weird because Andy, some background. Andy used to go to Illinois to watch um, ICAW, which is one of the promotions that Billy wrestled at, like way before CCW. So Andy has known about Billy forever. And it was just like, it was a neat little like small world circle stuff. Like it was really cool. Um, But yeah, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm ready for this week to be over. Uh, Specifically. Because That's very fair. I'm just, I'm done. I am very done. But tomorrow's Friday. If you're listening to this, today is Friday. I hope you're having a good Friday. I hope you have a good weekend. A lot of cool wrestling going on. Um, so hopefully you, you get a chance to check some out. We will be talking about AEW World's End. We'll be talking about NXT New Year's Evil because that is next Tuesday. Um, the, the, the bulk of the show more than likely will be talking about world's end just cause that's the bigger show in Dalton. St- I still haven't convinced Dalton to give weekly NXT a fair shot yet. I'm, there's I'm working so on much, him. There's so much wrestling going on and they burned me. Honestly, if the, if the Creed brothers were still on weekly NXT, I feel like that would be enough to like put you They're over so the edge. Good. Well, it was funny. So Sadie doesn't watch wrestling anymore. Mm-hmm. Like really? So I forgot who they came in like, or they might've had a match, but she like saw them and she was like, who the fuck are these guys? I was like, oh, they're the Creed brothers. They're actually like insanely great. Inhuman levels of athleticism. And yeah, like it, they're, they're TikTok and like social media stuff of just mm -hmm. like, yeah. So this is, they're basically just waterbenders. Like yeah. the, the one video of them like doing squats with like shin deep water, but then like jumping up and doing box jumps out of that. Just, I don't understand how we are considered the same species. Yeah. Like, well, no, no, no. It makes sense. Cheetahs. Zeb. Like they're both cats. Yeah. But Creed, like... Creed, Creed brothers. Dalton Anthony. But I'm pretty We're sure. Both we're both wrestlers. <laughs> but the thing is, I'm pretty sure that, like, a cheetah and a house cat have different, like, science nerd names. Oh, I'm sure they also have different science nerd names compared to me. Their, uh, their science nerd name are in shape and athletic. That's okay. Well, you tried. It's okay, buddy. All same species. It still counts. Yeah, no. Creed Brothers rule. But we'll talk about the Creed Brothers not later because they're not on... New Year's Eve because they got yeah. yeah they're up on the main roster now and they're not at AEW. Do uh, but we do have other news stories to talk about. Uh, we'll get to but before we jump into all of that, 
we start every episode with the power of positivity because the internet can be such a, especially this week, we got a real good example of that. Uh, we're not going to give that any more oxygen than it needs to, but the internet can be a really negative and toxic place for no real reason. So we do what we can to try to counteract that by putting positivity out there. And we encourage, if you're listening, to do the same. Go to social media, Twitter, threads, Instagram, whatever, and just let somebody know that you dig what they're doing. That whatever, something that they did that week made you happy. Because you never know what that'll mean to somebody. Yeah. And mine this week goes to Eddie Kingston and Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson. Jesus Christ. Why can I no, never get that right? We went so long with it being Daniel Bryan. I get it. I know. Uh, and it, I even, t- oh my God, I'm looking at my notes. I even typed it in as that. You're just like, Brian, you typed it in. Brian oh. Danielson, get it right, you asshole. That's why I'm fixing it right now. That's the clacking you hear. Uh, I did have to type it because I was looking for a, uh, the blank version of that meme of him staring and being uncomfortably close to oh his uh his but shirt to Buddy design, Matthews like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking the like the white shirt with just his face on it that AEW did I know what you're talking about. yeah no yes. not the not the not the every thumbnail for fightful whenever he yeah. has a story the yeah um so but I couldn't find it under Brian Danielson so I had to search Daniel Bryan and that just reset every switch in my brain but the stuff that they did on i think it was collision last week and then last night's dynamite Mm -hmm. was just so good the him the post match after eddie won of danielson getting in his face and them just kind of exchanging words and then danielson just turning his back to him just crossing his arm and just back to him just so much disrespect that was a good moment. Kingston then cutting the promo on him. And then the match that they had last night was incredible. Yeah. The, and also just credit where it's due because it would have been so easy for the continental classic to have just been awesome matches. Like we're just taking these, what? 16 guys, 12 guys. I don't remember who's in how many people were in each thing doesn't matter but we're, we're just taking all of these i think it's 10 i think it was 10 total 10 in each oh who doesn't matter shut the fuck up um me they could have just taken all these wrestlers and just had them do good matches but the storytelling that's been a part of it and that's come out of it has been really really interesting you have stuff yeah. like the daniel garcia losing streak and you know daddy magic being like you need to be more serious to the them him basically getting jumped by the house of black and matt menard making the save but really it is it this turned into just a eddie kingston showcase of eddie kingston fights his enemies which is fantastic yeah, because I was afraid that he wasn't going to, like, I remember making the initial prediction of just, like, he's not going to eat, he's not even going to be in the finals. Yeah, he and his his championships are on the line with a bonus championship involved, too, for the Triple Crown. But <laughs> of just, like, oh, he's going to lose his titles and it's not even going to be a part of it. I also had the same thought, but I'm very glad to be wrong. But not only is he not doing that, 
but he's doing it against like it makes sense. Like Claudio Castagnoli is one of his greatest rivals. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson, another one of his greatest rivals, who he's never beat, finally beats him to win that finals, to win that spot. So that's a big match that he won. And then the finals are going to be him versus John Moxley. And even though I'm not a hundred percent convinced that he wins, it's still like just such a cool story moment. Yeah. For him. And then I don't know if you saw it, but the, the post-match promo that he cut where he's like in the trainer's room and he's all taped, like he's got the ice bags, like yeah, yeah, yeah. to him. So good. And he, him talking about, you know, what it means to him to be against those same guys and against, you know, proving to himself that he can do this. Just it, it, it was such a good job and it's been such a good build for him. And it is something where it's like world world's end is a stacked card on paper. And even though we've seen Kingston Moxley before, I can't wait to see it again. It, and it's quickly became one of my most anticipated matches for Saturday. Yeah. I think it's one of those that it very much, it's going to be great. Kingston is not the person I'd have given this to. If they wouldn't have put his belt on the line. Right. Like, if they would have just kept that off the table, which I quite frankly wish they would have done. Um, him just, like... Because then you could have had different... Ma- like, because honestly, I would have loved Swerve versus Danielson. Mm-hmm. Or, like, some... Like, Moxley Kingston's going to be great. And at least there's a story with it. Like, they made it matter. That's the one thing, like, a lot of people like to shit on AEW's bookings. Just being like, what are the stories? Well, you're not watching the show. Because this story has been going on since Punk Kingston. Like, Eddie Kingston has been running the same story. Like, not, and this isn't me being mean, but he has been running the similar story of just like, yeah, but Eddie can't win the big ones. He's been running that story since Jericho. I was going to say, I mean, it's it's been longer than Punk because the feud that him and, Mo- the first feud that him and Moxley had before they started teaming, before the barbed wi- exploding barbed wire death match. Yeah. Bullshit. Like, when, like they, when they started to finally team, it was all of just like Eddie Kingston's attitude and his ego are his biggest enemy. Yeah. And so, like, it's really cool to have a payoff for that. I I don't know. I, I think it's it's going to be great and it's going to be cool. I really hope that Kingston wins it because I don't think Moxley needs this necessarily. Right. Whereas I think Kingston doesn't need it. But if you're going to give it to somebody, give it to Kingston. Because, like, Moxley's already the second AEW world champion. He's like... I think held the belt more than anybody else. Like just number sheer number of times. Um, and is like the guy that the company hitched their wagon to on more than one occasion, whenever people were getting suspended or injured, like they were like, all right, we'll do Moxley is the break glass in case of emergency. Yeah. Like I, we were both going for the same thing at the same time. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure he was going to have to uh, play for the Jaguars. Yeah. At some point, like, like, Oh, QB went down. All right. Well, call Moxley. Yeah, go oh God, he'd bleed in the first snap. He'd start bleeding. Um, <laughs> uh, he'd be like, "When do I bleed?" Anyway, give me your uh, cleat. But like, shit. Happy Gilmore How? was the first guy to try to stab somebody with someone else's skate. skate. John Moxley's the first person to try to stab himself stab with himself. someone else's cleat. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I uh, I really hope Kingston gets it. Also, remember like years ago, and this isn't me bringing it. Like, I'm not being mean to you, but I'm bringing it up, and you're gonna think I'm being mean to you. Remember, like, when we first, when you saw Kingston live that one time and we had the conversation? Because I have loved Kingston forever. Oh, and I didn't like him. Yeah. 
So about a year ago, Andy and I were talking about Eddie Kingston because I had assumed that Eddie would fucking love Eddie Kingston. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I just don't, I don't connect with him. I don't like him. I got the text message last night. Be like, all right, you were right the whole time. He's (laughs) like, I have a full, I have full 180 on Kingston. And I was like, everybody I love hates that man until they don't. And then it becomes a deep love of him. No, I didn't hate him. I just got work, 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 worked. (laughs) <laughs> because he's so fucking good, he made and, me think, oh, this dude's an actual piece of shit. Yeah, no. He's, and yeah. so I just, I didn't care about him. No, you're a dangerous psychopath. I don't want to fuck with you. Oh, you, I thought you were a dangerous psychopath because you wanted me to think you're a dangerous you're psychopath. You're a dangerous psychopath, yeah. Dope. Like, it's, I didn't it's follow... The be- I didn't follow indie wrestling particularly closely at the time, and so it's just like every clip that I saw, it's just like, this dude's a scumbag. Man, fuck it. But it, but it, but everything he did felt so real that yeah. like, well, yeah, no, he can't be this good at acting to not be a piece of shit for real. Yeah. Oh, no, so it's... he's just fucking fantastic at what he does. And maybe he is a piece of shit. I don't know the man, but like, I have a greater appreciation for him at the very least. See that that clip. Oh, man, I were This is how we do shows, apparently. That clip right after, um, bro, and this will lead into my power of positivity. Mm-hmm. The clip right after Brody passed away, and he did that speech that ended up being on being the elite. Yeah, like that was the moment where I was like, because I mean, you don't know these people personally, but to have him do that speech in front of everybody, whenever you do have people like Moxley and like people that probably well not knew him more, but like people that worked with him a lot or people that were in the company longer to have. Kingston be that guy to be like, no, we're going to keep this ball rolling for him. We're going to do it in his name. Like, cause he's like, he's not forgotten until we forget about him and like shit like that. Like he's going to live in our, like our hearts forever. So he's never going to die like shit like that. And that really hit me. And I was like, Oh, he might actually be like a really good dude or just a really good motivational speaker. He has a job after wrestling for sure. Um, so my power positivity is going to ringside collectibles. And I don't know if you've seen the, uh, the clip yet, but they sent uh, Brody Jr. a uh, like care package oh. for Christmas, like the the giant Christmas gift they made him. Yeah. So I uh, saw, just real quick, I did see, I saw that they posted it, and then you sent it to me independently. And no, mm-hmm. I still have not watched it because I'm going to be honest with y'all, I am not in an emotionally stable place. That even though this is, I know it's going to be very very sweet and heartwarming. Nope, I, I'm not ready for it. I don't need yeah. to just break down in tears because I 100% will. Yeah, it was, and they sent him like, it was like 10 figures or something like that, but it was really nice. And they gave him like, I think there was also a box of chocolates and a card. And like, for them to do that for someone who lost their, because again, that was, my initial thing was going to be the wrestling world as a whole was my power positivity because we were seeing a bunch of the Brody tributes this week because I think his birthday was a week ago. And because I think his his birthday and I could be wrong about that, but I thought I saw people posting about like whenever his birthday was. Mm -hmm. But then he also passed away three years ago around this time, like um, seeing people talk about him. And I the wrestling community as a whole. Whenever there's somebody that really deserves the recognition for being a good person, it seems like in the last couple of years, we really get to people are really starting to outwardly appreciate those people um i i really wish it would happen more and more before people die um not saying that brody wasn't appreciated beforehand but but the outward appreciation 
of just like I know he was hurt. I know his friends had definitely told him how good of a person he was, or like they all like out like they all knew they loved each other. Um, but like it's good to see that they haven't forgotten about him, and like he had that long lasting impact. And the same thing goes with SPO. Like we don't need to get in why everybody was mentioning him this week. But, like, just the wrestling community being like, no, this guy was a great guy, and we need to remember that he was a, just a great fucking human. Yeah. Um, and I think, as a whole, the world needs to do that more. Um, but, yeah, no, and this goes back to what the power positivity is. Like, if there's somebody that you care about or someone that does something that makes you happy, like, let them know. Because if it made you happy, it probably makes them happy knowing that they, you found joy in it. And not saying that neither one of those two gentlemen, like, didn't know that while they were alive, but people getting to hear that, like, it's always an important thing to hear. So it's an important thing to say outwardly. Um, so, yeah, just the wrestling community as a whole this week, bonding together over SPO and Brody Lee were kind of my power positivities. And then Ringside sent the thing to Brody Jr. And I was like... Oh, that's just fucking classy <laughs> right there. It was so he got the uh like build a figure WrestleMania wave that made Nicholas. And I don't know for sure, but I'm sure those two kids have met each other. Cause like backstage, being backstage, I'm sure they've met each other. So I, I kinda hope that's a thing because that would be cool as hell. Um I mean to have like they would have to. Like there's Basham, an age difference. The, oh god, the Basham brothers. Uh the Bludgeon brothers were around the same time. Mm-hmm. Cause Weren't they? No, they were at the same WrestleMania, weren't they? They were. They were SmackDown champions. Nicholas won the Raw champion. With Strowman, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was just really cool to see them. Uh, they also gave him a bunny. So, nice. like, that was cool. I was like, that's dope as hell. Like, I, I like things like that. Um, but yeah, no. So, like, Ringside Collectibles, Brody Lee, and SPO. Those are my powers of positivity. Um, but yeah, just, like, fucking tell people you love them. Like, tell people you appreciate what they do. It means the world. Like, this is the time of year with my personal work that, like, I hear people say, like, oh, you do such a good job at what you do. And it means the world to me every time. And, like, yeah, do that for other people if you can. Like, it's important. And you don't want to wait until you don't get to say it, if that makes sense. Like, you don't want to be at the situation where you're like, man, I wish I would have told them that. Like, no, just do it now while we all, because we all got time right now. Like if you're listening to this, you had like you're listening on your phone, on your car, you have time to pull that up, pull Messenger, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like anything you can. You can go and show appreciation or love for someone that means something to you. Although not um, if you're driving. Get where you're going. Yeah, yeah, don't do it while you're driving. Um when you park, you have time. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, because again, we're not promised anything, so we need to use the time that we are currently having correctly and not being shitty. Um yeah. Because it's free I, and easy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To Fucking, just not be a piece of shit human being. So, that's And it's what, so simple to do. Right. Just not being a dickhead. It's so simple. It's fun being a dickhead sometimes, but, like, you got to do it correctly. <laughs> like, don't be an actual dickhead. Right. Like, that, you're a, that means you're being a dickhead. Um, but, yeah, no. Just show, show appreciation and care and love for the people that you appreciate care and love for and... Um, if, if somebody's content makes you happy, there's no issue liking a video, sharing it, like do, do show, show the appreciation so people can see it. 100%. Yeah. So 
Before we get into the rest of the previews, we do have some news stories to touch on. Uh, some contract news, uh, including uh, Katsuyori Shibata has officially signed with AEW. That's just a... Which created, like... It's not like things have always been sunshine and lollipops between Shibata and New Japan. Yeah. Like, when you look at their history, but it is still kind of surprising to see him sign full-time with AEW. So, once he gets his... uh, He left... He had to go back to Japan. We don't really know why. I don't know if it was, like, a visa issue, uh, but there was something going on in Japan that he needed to be back for, so that's why he dropped the pure title. But hopefully he will be back sooner rather than later, and be very, very interesting to see, like, does he stick with ROH to go back after the pure title? Do we see him on AEW? There's very, very... So many possibilities for him there, but it's cool that he is at AEW full-time. Yeah. Uh, in more WWE contract news, Zelina Vega has re-signed. Uh, she nice. signed a new deal with the company, which is super cool. I like that, you know, LWO, even though Ray is out and like Santos split off of it, I still like that, you know, they are still kind of a thing. You, uh, they're going to, they have a, we'll talk about them a little bit with New Year's Evil, but she's done really, really good. Her match with Rhea Ripley at Backlash. Uh, Backlash, was yeah. awesome and that was such a cool moment like for her i know yeah were you aware that at backlash this year we had probably the single greatest wrestling entrance of all time with bad bunny uh, see i'm glad that we do these shows remotely so i can't just reach over and slap you <laughs> that's my favorite thing about doing these remotely because i'm again i'm gonna see how long i because that was a natural one i'm gonna see how many times i can fit bad bunny's uh greatest entrance of all time i'm uh, you're, you've got me wanting to just cut a category <laughs> for Are our best putting... of. <laughs> um, Don't worry. They made that gear in uh, 2K24 or 3 or 4, whatever the most recent game was. And it's the gear from that uh, entrance. The song isn't in the game, though. I thought they were going to put the song in the game, and they didn't. He comes out to Booker T. Okay, so that's. I was getting ready to say, it's like, no, it's not surprising that they wouldn't, like, want to pay for one of the biggest songs, like, in the world. But then, to just have a different one, that doesn't make a ton of sense, but whatever. Yeah. Um, is Booker T himself in the game? Yes. Okay, so then, have you changed his entrance music to Booker T? No, because he has, like, one of the most, like, if you, There's a lot of entrance musics that you can, like, be like, hey, can you hum that off the top of your head? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 100%. Booker T's is one of my favorite ones. That's fair. I love, I've always loved his music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, no, super cool that uh, Zelina Vega re-signed with WWE because again, she was let go like a year or two ago, and it's still and, kind of funny to me of just the like wrestlers need to unionize. Zelina Vega yeah, has been released, yeah, and then she re-signs. But you know what? That means homegirls getting paid, and we all know my stance on wrestling. Right, as long as you get paid, as long as Keith gets paid, he doesn't listen to the show. I can reference that there. But like, that's fine. It's my favorite. It's my favorite backstage moment. Is just as, as long as Keith gets paid. I love <laughs> you, Keith. Uh, AEW contracts, but a departure this time. It was announced earlier today that Sean Spears, 
uh, will be mm-hmm. parting ways with AEW once his contract runs out in January. Uh, it looks like it's a very amicable split, but it also, you know, you can't really say that it's not surprising just with yeah. the way that AEW has been going the last couple years, really. You see a lot of those originals who aren't on television, aren't on Ring of Honor, aren't really doing much in-ring work are now kind of either not renewing their own contracts or aren't being offered new renewals. So, uh, also he announced, or well, I guess he didn't announce it, but it was the him and, uh, oh, her first name's Cassie. Why am I blanking Cassie on Cassie Lee. Cassie Lee, uh, are, are having expect- their second child. Are expecting their second expecting. child. So. Which is super cool. Yeah, congratulations um, to them. Also, Gunther and, uh, his wife. Uh, yeah. she had, she had her baby. Uh, I just double checked because uh, Sean Spears has my probably favorite AEW chase figure they've made so far, and I just checked to see the price on it, and yeah, it's two hundred dollars. That's a hard pass. Whew. Because his regular one is him in the Pinnacle gear, and that's the only Sean Spears you can get. Mm-hmm. Which like, yeah, he was part of the Pinnacle, but I also just want Sean Spears and his his regular getup. And uh, yeah, no, it's two hundred dollars now. I'm sad. I made myself sad. I saw one sold for 90 and I didn't realize it was sold. And I was about to be like, I'm about to spend, you're about to hear me drop $90 on a figure <laughs> tonight that I'm going to open. <laughs> you know how rare it is for me to buy a chase and want to open it. I was going to open that one. I'm not even going to open these two that I got for Christmas. Like I, that Sean Spears would have gotten open though, because he needs to be on my shelf as a, a standalone, not as a group. But yeah, no a, super. It, it's his white gear, isn't it? It's his well. His pinnacle gear is that white and pink from Blood and Guts. His standard or his chase is the like. Um, oh, it's the white meta- chair. It's the yeah yeah. I'm, I'll send you a picture of it, but it's him in like the uh, metallic uh, teal gear. I think it's teal. It could be teal, but um, it's like the chase is beautiful. Oh, I just found one for 115. She. Well, dang, that's almost half price. You it really as, is. You may as well and just jump on that. Read your credit card number out loud as you type it in. (laughs) No, I got PayPal, homie. It just goes straight to the app. (laughs) What's your login information? Don't worry about it. (laughs) Type it in out loud. It's from All Out. His his chase is from All Out 2019. But yeah, also, whenever you hear the the stats of Sean Spears and them being like, he hasn't been on TV since May of 22... Be like, as long as he's been getting paid the whole time. Because again, I am pro people getting paid. Yeah. Um, it, like, it makes sense. It sucks, because, like, Ty Dillinger in WWE is amazing, and then, like, he comes out and blasts Cody with probably one of the more, like, why did they do that moments of AEW? Um, Mm -hmm. and got a lot of controversy and buzz on that just for them to kind of, like, not follow up on it super hard is very, is very disappointing. Because he, like, if you told me that you got, you built Sean Spears up to be a top name in your company, I'd be like, yeah, dude's really fucking talented. And it's just like, well, we have them, but we also have all these other people. And it's just like, yeah, that's that's kind of the issue with AEW. And I feel like we're going fi- to see a lot more of those OG names fall off, which yeah. sucks. But, like, it's gonna it's it's the nature of the beast. Right. And whenever we talk about a bloated roster and it seems like Tony Khan doesn't want to fire people or release people, like, just because he can. Right, yeah. He's at least letting them finish out contracts. Yeah, because, like, they're getting you're, – we're assuming we're getting paid the whole time, like – I really, looking at it, like, Butcher and Blade just recently had their contracts lapse. I honestly see Private Party being, like, whenever they're... Because con- they were also pretty close to OG people. I don't think... 
I don't think Butcher and Blade were released. I don't I think, think there were contracts lapsed, though. Oh, you think it was one of those things where they just, like, left and they were, like, dope? Oh, I think they're still there. So, the bunny left. And then... The, the bunny left. We know, yes. like, that was confirmed. And then there were a bunch of rumors that either Butcher or Blade had also left. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was ever confirmed. Okay. And as far as I can tell, doing just the briefest of Google searches, they're still both signed with the company. Oh, okay. Well, good for them. I don't like people not having jobs. Like, I just... I mean, I get it. And if it's an amicable split, that's fine. It's just, it bums me out. I like people getting paid. Yeah. Which, like, fair. I also yeah. like that. So, yeah. As far as I can tell, they are both... They're both still there. Which, that's another team, like, I wish that they would do more with, because... They have such a cool look. Oh, yeah, 100%. Their action figures could have been way better, but, like, they're still pretty dope-looking action figures. Yeah. I lost the glasses to Butcher whenever I took them out. Of, I can't find them either. So, fortunately, I've been collecting wrestling figures forever that I had glasses that I could just put on them. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm looking at their figures right now, and they're really, really cool. Also, I think it's hilarious that the Butcher's Wikipedia page is Andy Williams, in parentheses, guitarist. Yeah. Like, that's his primary, like, and then he also just wrestles on the side. Because the dude is awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot like uh, Brody King. But Brody King's is, he's a wrestler. Mm -hmm. But he's also the singer for Hatebreed. Hatebreed? God's hate? Right. God's hate. Yeah. God's hate. Uh, I knew there was hate in something. Well, speaking of underrated tag teams... The Grizzled Young Vets are set to make their TNA debut at the January pay-per-view Hard to Kill. Hell yeah. That'll be cool. I don't know if this is a full-time signing or if this is just kind of a one-off appearance because Impact and TNA have been good about bringing people in for a handful of shows, but not necessarily signing them to full-time contracts. So, the, uh, we don't know what they're doing yet, but it'll be cool. Also, they said that there's there they are... TNA is announcing their newest signing at Hard to Kill as well. So that'll be interesting to see who that could be. Uh, and then last bit of news story before we get into the previews. Uh, Tanahashi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace, is mm -hmm. the new president of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And not like a angle president or authority figure for no. the TV product. Like he is the president of the company. Um, I am not going to sit here and pretend to know anything about what that is going to mean or the ramifications of that or the power structure of New Japan Pro Wrestling as a company. But it's newsworthy and it's noteworthy and it could be pretty cool. It's not unheard of to have like some of their top stars or like past top stars have meaningful roles in the company. Well, like, I, I feel like especially in Japan... Like it, it yeah. was, it's, it's odd for like America. So like people were kind of like, oh, the elite are EVPs or they hold actual power within the infrastructure of the company. That's mm -hmm. kind of weird because like WWE is the main, you know, when you think American pro wrestling, you have to think WWE. Yeah. And there really wasn't anyone on the active roster that held any sort of actual, you know, 
point of authority. It was all people that were retired or yeah. maybe they were helping out backstage if they were injured or off the road or whatever. Well, because only one person has run WWE up well, until this year. And I mean, like, even, you know, when you talk about like, OK, well, Vince McMahon obviously is the end all be all of creative and the executive board and all of that. Like yeah. you said, up until this year, but, but I'm talking but like, like they're, they're like head writers, or you know, production was handled by production uh, people. But like, but even they're booking. People. Like, if you listen to, um, oh god, name Bruce Pritchard. Like, if you listen to Bruce Bruce Pritchard's podcast, like he had Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson helping write TV. Mm-hmm. But were they like they weren't like active roster members? Well, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, is like. Tanahashi probably only, like, and this isn't, I'm not trying to be shitty when I say this, like, this isn't me trying to be funny. Like, Tanahashi maybe has, like, I'll be impressed if he's still at wrestling in five years. Yeah, that's true. And he's, I guess, like, I'd, he's, I don't follow he, New Japan that much, so I don't know if he's, like, a weekly person or, because it yeah. still feels like his matches are, like, attraction matches. Yeah, and, which good, dude fucking deserves it. But, like, yeah, um, like, Anoki was running New Japan for the longest time. And he was one of the biggest names in Japan's history. Like, this is not as, like, this isn't Kevin Nash getting the book in WCW. I it's completely total- blanked on WCW. Because yeah. that, that was the fucking, that's why you don't see active roster members hold positions yeah. of power in a creative or financial sense. It's because I've- of WCW. I've been on such a big, de- like, it's like TNA I get- with Hogan. Well, I mean, well, more so with fucking Nash, though, because Nash was still actively working. Yeah. Like, um, the, I've been on a big, like, why WCW failed kick, which happens, like, once a year. Which was funny, because I'm not a WCW person. Like, I was very much a WWF kid, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, Tanahashi being the president of New Japan isn't, like, it's cool and, like, awesome that they're giving it to Tanahashi, but it's not as weird as if, like, oh, fuck, John Cena became the WWE president. I had to think of a, like, comparison. That's the best I got. Yeah. Um, because Tanahashi can wrestle. Like, if you, if Tanahashi wrestled, is this Sonata still IWGP? Go, I go ahead and Google so. that. Yeah, if, like, you could tell me Sonata, or Tanahashi was wrestling Sonata this weekend, or next week at uh, Wrestle End? Kingdom. Oh, Wrestle, no, Wrestle, oh Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom is next week. Get your reward. Yeah. Um, and I would be like, ah, I don't know how we got there, but cool. Like, that'll be fun. Uh, same thing with John Cena. Like, you could tell me John Cena was wrestling Seth Rollins at the next pay-per-view, and I'd be like, ah, all right, yeah, it's going to be fun. Like, that's the only reason I was putting a two to two, like, one-to-one comparison of just, like, they can still have good matches even at their, like, age. Right. Which, neither of them are super old, but they are old for wrestlers. Um, but yeah, no, good, good for him. Uh, I hope he does well. Uh, I hope everything for New Japan's going great. I haven't watched New Japan the way I used to. Um, uh, Andy did bring up a really cool, uh, fantasy booking that he knows we don't do this on the show, but he wants me to bring up to you, <laughs> which is he really wants Okada to be the person to, uh, wrestle, uh, Gunther for the title. Like if he's going to lose it, he wants it to like, he's like Okada. He's like, I want him to stay in New Japan. He's like me. But he's mm-hmm. just like, if he's going to go to the WWE, that's who beats Gunther. I mean, I want to see it happen. But you don't know if you want him to be the person to beat him? I mean, it's not necessarily that. It's just like, 
so do we know when Okada? I feel like we talked about it. When does when Okada's contract is actually up? It's like right after Rumble. Yeah, so it's not Rumble, but I mean, like, yeah, no, that the the mat those matches would rule. Just let them wrestle forever. Like, I know everyone's go to is Dragonoff to be the one to take it off of Gunther, but like, mm-hmm. I don't want that. We've already seen that. Yeah, he's the one that took, like he ended his historic. Uh, not I keep wanting to say North American Championship UK title reign. Uh-huh. Like, uh huh. Like we don't. It's those matches rule, but like I want it to be someone like a Chad Gable. Mm-hmm. Like, but how dope would it be the the night after Mania for Gunther to come out after he beat somebody? Mm-hmm. And like he's in the middle of his thing, and then as he's talking, just the Okada bucks fall from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Do you hear the like, points? Yeah, like because again. The WWE crowd would be lost as fuck on that. It would only work the night after Mania. That's the only night that that would work. Yeah, probably. Um, but that would be dope as fuck. Uh, but yeah, no, he said that one, and I was like, I want that match. Because he was like, you had Gunther fucking hitting the Rainmaker on Miz at the last pay-per-view. And I was like, yeah, he did do that. That was something <laughs> he did. It's a tease. We gotta, we're going to dissect every... It's like how Nakamura was talking about CM Punk. And it's like, well, no, he happened to come back. But like... It's very clearly yeah. not about CM Punk, so I we're just wildly really, speculate. I really need people to stop doing the Rainmaker. Like it really bothers me. I have well, so it's one of those things where if you're gonna steal a move from somebody, yeah, you're not like don't do it from the best professional wrestler actively going right now, or like top yeah. three. Yeah, because don't, you're don't not going to do it at near as good. Yeah, I would, and, say, I would go as far as to say we don't need to do ripcord fucking everything. I feel dude, like we're seeing people do ripcords into everything. Firsthand, Jack Vaughn has a bit about that. Um, of course, he, he was does. like, "We're yeah." He's just like, "Cause everybody does ripcords." You know how annoyed I get whenever someone like I shouldn't be saying, "Ah, oh, fuck it." You know how annoyed I get whenever someone tells me they do a ripcord and they're like finish. Because, mm-hmm. like, here's what happens. It never fucking fails. And maybe it's because I'm an un-coordinated like, fuck. Um, but it happened one time. I won't say who, I won't say what state, but it wasn't Missouri. And I met this guy backstage for the first time, and he was like, oh, I do a ripcord into another very popular move that a very popular wrestler hits that is an Okada. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, cool. And, like, I was brand new to wrestling. I was like, all right, I know how a ripcord works. Uh, he'll push me off, and he'll hit me with the fucking gimmick. And um, he... Hits the ripcord, and we were on a vinyl canvas. Or, no, no, we were on a matte canvas, like a, a canvas canvas, like cloth. But it had just been cleaned and bleached right before our match because someone gigged super bad the match before, so they bleached it for us. So that way we wouldn't catch the hiv. Uh, not that there would have been hiv on it, but, like, just in case. Jesus so it was, ar- it was already slick. And, yeah, you're starting to figure out which state I'm in. No, I know and- what state. I know you've told me this story before. I'm referring to the fucking dumbass thing you just said. Yeah, so um, they cleaned it for us, though. So as he goes for, like, we do the ripcord, I go into it, I'm getting ready to jump into the move that he wants, and he slipped and it was already on the ground. So then I had to bump where he was to make it look like the move happened, and I just hate ripcords. I hate ripcords so much. The only good thing about ripcords is that it works perfectly into my finisher of the full Nelson reverse DDT. Mm-hmm. That's the only good part about ripcords for me, because I can reverse them. That video game S move? Yeah, <laughs> he don't work there anymore. Um, yeah, no, I just, man, Okada and Seth Rollins, they're allowed to do ripcords. Mm-hmm. 
But they're also top two and like one, two or three wrestlers in the world. They can do them. The rest of us need to chill. It's crazy because I'm thinking like of who I would put in those like top spots, and I'm like, I don't know if I put Rollins in the top three. And oh, that's I fucking would. nuts. Yeah. Because of just like, I would. All right, real quick tangent, and we're moving on because we're already full shit forty minutes in. We haven't even gotten to World's End. Danielson, uh huh. Okada, uh huh. I kind of think Moxley. Moxley, Okada, Rollins. That's fair. The only reason I don't put like Reigns is probably my favorite storyteller going right now. Oh, I can't put him as. But not like just in ring performer. I can't put him there. But I will let you know. Nobody makes me care more about a match more than fucking Roman Reigns. That's fair. Like his his story work. It's the Hogan versus Savage argument. Like Savage empirically better worker, but Hogan made you care about his matches more, or at least the Machine made you care about his matches more, and you give credit to Hogan for that. But like, yeah, no, like. Um, Okada for sure, Rollins for fucking sure. He's put that WWE banner on his back on more than one occasion and just pulled good matches out of everybody. I would, and then I would also like I got to I uh, we're moving on. Uh Yeah. Orange Cassidy and Gunther. I feel like just I would put them like, in my top 3, but like for this year that they've had especially like the last 2 years even. Oh yeah, like, they're oh, going to get they're they're, they're just, getting mentioned next week in our shows, yeah. like in our best of. Like, I know they're going to get mentioned, but like when you're talking top of the top, Moxley, Okada, Rollins. Fair. Uh, moving on, New Year's Evil. Next Tuesday, uh, what date is that? December something. January 2nd, not December nothing, because yep. we're already in January. About uh, January 2nd, NXT, New Year's Evil. It's a special branded uh, weekly pay-per-view, so this isn't like a Peacock special. Uh, Fallon Henley versus Tiffany Stratton. Uh, the loser of this match has to work for the other one. So Henley will have to be Stratton's assistant. Uh, and then Stratton will have to spend a day on the farm of Fallon Henley. That'll be cool. That's I like goofy ass gimmicks like that. Yeah. So those that, that could be fun. Although, I mean... Has there ever been an entertaining version of like a loser loses a ma- or a wrestler loses a match and then has to go like work on a farm? That's pretty fucking stupid. Like <laughs> nothing. Go fuck. Go no- fuck yourself. <laughs> go fuck. I didn't lose a match. That's just how my character got created. Jay Wellington <laughs> fucked up. That wasn't me. <laughs> so for the people not listening, Asa just summed out how I got brought into the business. That was, like, that, that was, was my first, first story. First that was his first story at a if, Stride Pro Wrestling. If you want to give you a big fuck you to Asa, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Dalton Anthony and buy the best assistant ever shirt that references that whole segment with me and Lord Farmer Billy Hills. No one's going to do that. Uh, the <laughs> finals of the NXT Men's Breakout Tournament, Oba Femi, I don't think I'm saying that right because my brain is off, uh, versus Riley Osborne. I mean, it's 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 not Riley Osborne. I'll tell you that much. Like, it's cool that he's in chase you, but like yeah. fucking the, the clips I've seen of Femi are just incredible. Again, like, I don't think I'm saying that correctly. I need to, uh, you're that. probably in, you're probably in the ballpark. Uh, what is next? Lyra Valkyrie 
versus Blair Davenport singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. Davenport won the Iron Survivor match, so she gets the uh, title opportunity. Uh, Ariana Grace versus Roxanne Perez. Uh, Ariana Grace is the daughter of Santino Marella. Mm-hmm. Uh, who will be making her, I believe this is her in-ring debut. I could be very wrong on that. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I don't know, to be honest, but I feel like that's wrong. Cause, or maybe she... Because they signed her a while ago, but then she got hurt? <clears throat> I'm blanking on everything tonight. They signed her a while ago, but I feel like she did something. She might have, but... Because, uh, yeah, I now that I think that. Say it one more time. Ariana Grace. I don't know. It might be. It might not be. I don't. This doesn't say that this is her debut match, so it probably isn't. Uh, six man tag match. The LWO, Joaquin Wild, Cruz del Toro and Dragon Lee versus the no quarter catch crew. Drew Gulak, Miles Bourne and Damon Kemp. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. As much as I like the name No Quarter Catch Crew, it is very hard to say. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> like y'all need to y'all need to get better about that. You know, slim that down. But that'll be a lot of fun. I like that. See that and really the fact that Drew Gulak has basically a catch point faction on mm-hmm. weekly television featuring William Regal's son. And that's still not enough to get you to at least watch those segments. Yeah, I know. Really? It's, it's, again, Ace, I need you to realize that I was a huge Assassin's Creed fan. Mm -hmm. Loved those games with my whole heart. I bought, I pre-ordered all of them. Like, and then Assassin's Creed Unity came out and burned me so bad with how broken that game was when it launched. That I have not played it since. Hmm. You know how many good games Assassin's Creed has made since that game? Uh, so many good ones. You've Odyssey played some was real of them. good. Yeah, you've played some of the good games. Syndicate was a great return to the way, the way the games were. And I was like, nah, Unity fucked me over so bad that I'm good. That's how I felt about NXT. I felt like they turned their back on what it was. And then I was like, and I know it's more of what it used to be, but I'm just like, I'm good. Because also now, like, AEW's around, which is kind of scratch that itch that NXT gave me back when we first met each other like mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where I'm like if if there's someone that's that good on now and I know Carmelo Hayes is like the fucking man and I know whenever I get to see more of him that he's going to be like my favorite wrestler and like it's just I just don't like watching NXT cuz they burned me so bad you know what? Actually, give me a second. You you keep talking. I'm gonna figure. I I'm gonna do the polite thing and give them a chance this week. You keep talking. Well, in the Tuesday again. This is this isn't like a typical weekly show, but maybe it'll be enough to to kind of get you on board. Um, but that is it. Uh, and then the the NXT Championship, uh, Trick Williams, the winner of the Iron Survivor Challenge matchup uh, from Deadline, taking on champion Ilya Dragunov. Uh, that is going to be a ton of fun as well. Carmelo Hayes, who is not on the card, tried to get his way into the match, make it a triple threat, but didn't happen. So I think this is where we are going to finally see that 
that full turn, which bums me out because I really wanted him to be, I really wanted him to like transition to the main roster when he was part of that breakout tournament. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't want to see him go heel again. He was great, so, and he will continue to be great. But the way, like, I don't know. There's just something about him as a face that I really, really liked. Mm-hmm. So, so here's what I'm gonna do. I am gonna watch yesterday's episode because it's on Peacock already. Mm-hmm. Um, which I didn't realize they did the day after, which is pretty dope. Um, I will watch NXT this week's episode and last week's episode. I will watch it before Tuesday. I will then, because I'm going back to work that day. Oh, yeah, they do next day after. From Well, that's fucking cool to know that I can just stop trying to DVR that stuff in my sling. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Um, I will watch at least yesterday's NXT, or two days ago's NXT. Mm-hmm. And I will watch Tuesday. Now, I'm going back to work that day, but I will make it happen. Gotcha. And I, I will tell you what I think. Okay. I will give it, because, like, they have DiJack. You know how much I love DiJack. Yes. He's he's on the thumbnail. This, it's just, they bumped, they burned me so hard. <laughs> I'm like a uh, scorn lover, dog. I can't help it. Like, I don't once know you hurt it, my feelings. I don't know if it was the one from two days ago or the one from last week, but they do have an NXT Underground match. Uh, uh, but DiJack's in it. Uh, uh, it's violent. Uh, and they okay so real quick they don't it's not in like a weird sketchy second location it's basically okay. they took all the ropes and the turnbuckles off uh and then Wha- turned it into like a lumberjack match so it's kind of like a, a fight pit thing but without walls man i watch wrestling for wrestling god damn it i pg did a little bit you'll be sports entertained i think or you'll hate it I, either way and then i'm gonna be like i didn't even watch new year's evil Cause what the fuck was that? You I saw, already you already said. <laughs> I already said I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> you you already said. So you already said. I feel like I'm gonna hate this. Anyway, I feel like I just that's New Year's Evil. Over. Dalton, AEW World's End is this Saturday. I'm excited about this. This one I am very excited for. It's another one where like a lot of this stuff on paper looks like it's gonna be really good. Uh, some of the lack, some of the buildup isn't my favorite stuff, but I think that, but that's kind of the MO of AW yeah. pay-per-views is it's like all the matches bit. are going to fucking rule. The storylines just really aren't a hundred percent there and whether or not they follow up on the storylines is also another question. So getting into that. Uh, we know there, and again, we're recording this before Rampage, so as of right now, there's 11 matches announced. There could be six more added, because it's AEW. But, we know that there will be a 20-man battle royal for a future AEW TNT championship match, and that TNT title match is, this is basically a money in the bank contract for the TNT title. Mm-hmm. It's anytime, cool. anywhere. So... Very curious, but we don't have any of the participants. We'll see what happens there. But I do that. That is a very interesting hook, especially considering like who is challenging for the TNT Championship. We'll get to that yeah. in a little bit. Uh, speaking of interesting hooks, uh, the FTW Championship will be defended in an FTW Rules match as Hook defends against Wheeler Yuta. So, 
man. <laughs> Let me talk about how bummed out I am about this match. Because you really? know Wheeler, you Wheeler, you it ain't gonna win. Oh, okay, fair. No, no, I love like I'll watch it and I'm gonna love it because I I'm a huge Wheeler Yuta fan. Um, but Hook will just, win, and that'll make so Sadie happy. I ain't worried about that. Whenever I'm watching wrestling, she is not like. So, spoiler alert, if you listen to last week's episode, my ceiling still isn't up mm-hmm. in my living room, and that's where I watch AEW. Um, so, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, we get it put up tomorrow, because we have people coming in to do it. So, there is a more than likely chance that I will be able to actually watch World's End in my living room with my cats, and I'm super, and other people, I'm sure. But, like, I'm super excited about that. I hate that I'm going to have to see Wheeler Yuta lose on pay-per-view, because, like, I need him to get big victories for Blackpool Combat Club. Because, like, here's the thing. The other three guys are going to get big victories. Everyone, like, more often than not. I need Wheeler Yuta to also do that. Because I love Blackpool Combat Club. And I love Wheeler Yuta. So much so that I bought multiple of his ringside figures so I could have non-bloody versions. Like, if I'm making customs of you, I want you to win. I make a custom hook. Not yet. <laughs> they haven't given me a reason to. Well, hey, speaking of the Blackpool Combat Club, uh, just announced it's not even on Wikipedia. This is so hot off the presses. Uh, A World's End All-Star 8-Man Tag as Claudio Castagnoli, Brian Danielson, Mark Briscoe, and Daniel Garcia team up to take on Brody King, Jay White, Jay Lethal, and Roosh. Um, So you have two members of the Blackpool Combat Club. You have someone that everybody desperately wants in the Blackpool Combat Club in yeah. Daniel Garcia, so them being on the same team is a tasty. That'll be fun. And then I like the idea of like Brody King crossing paths and teaming with like a Jay White and a Roosh. Mm-hmm. Just because I think those are interesting dynamics. I don't. It's... This isn't going to be a match of substance, but it is very much going to be like. 13 minutes of this fucking just, rules just fuck shit in the yeah. best kind of fuck shit um this is very reminiscent of a 1990 early 1990 survivor series match yeah if like you put if if this was like team christian cage versus team Ed, adam copeland yeah like this very much is one of those like it is cool like the people that complain about that we don't get that stuff in wrestling anymore like now this isn't going to be a survivor series styles match but this is like this is pretty, like, we just got random motherfuckers on teams together. Now, granted, we have two members of Blackpool together, but, like, yeah, no, like, it, it'll it be like what we used to say about the early trios matches of just, like, it's going to be fucking stupid in the best possible way. Did mm-hmm. you see a ghost? You look like you just saw a ghost. I saw the thing you sent me. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're We're about to spend some money tomorrow. Yes, I am. Yes, sir. The fucking best version of Eddie shut, Kingston figure. Shut. I don't want people to know about this. Shut up. If the 12 people who listen to this regularly snag it from us in line, you don't even work tomorrow. You can just sit there. Oh, I'm going to. Again, I would like to commit physical violence against you for the purposes of the podcasting network and the government. That is a joke. Uh, I I have to put a ceiling up tomorrow, dude. Yeah, and you got to take a shit at whatever time. I didn't see what time it goes up, but like whatever time it noon. goes up, it's it noon. goes up at noon. Yeah, so you got to go to the bathroom. Just sit there and refresh. Are you your bu- phone. Are you gonna try to buy two of? Oh wait, why would you buy two of them? No, I'm not I have to try. To try I have to try to buy two of them. I'm about one of them because uh, I have that blood and guts display that Andy just made me make. Mm-hmm. God damn it, it looks so good. And, I, and he the, needs to. 
He needs to be with his blood and guts brothers. It's ancestors. Him holding the the gas can covered in blood. I love it. Hey, Dalton. Speaking of Eddie Kingston, he is going to be participating in the finals of the Continental Classic, taking on the other finalist, John Moxley, for the inaugural Triple Crown Championship. Uh, it's the ROH World Championship, the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship, which he is the current champion of both of those. And then he will be, and then the winner of this match is the inaugural AEW Continental Champion. I that's hate it. Uh, I yeah. think this is ridiculous. I think, it, like you said earlier, they shouldn't have included this as a stipulation. Um, now that said, I don't think they've said that like the triple crown is going to be something that is going to be defended as a triple crown. I I think this is more going to be at least it, to me it makes more sense for this to be more of a um, an Owen Hart Memorial Cup mm-hmm. Championship type thing where it's I hope so hey I hope once, you're right once a year the Continental Championship will be set to be defended but until that point Eddie Kingston is the Triple Crown Champion he is the Continental Champion uh, and then you know the he's the ROH World Champion he'll defend that sh- on he'll defend that on ROH's show he'll defend the New Japan Strong uh, Open Weight on the New Japan Strong show. But they're not all tied together intrinsically forever. Yeah. You know, so like does... he could lose the ROH championship, but still be the New Japan champion and still be the Continental champion. Yeah. This very much feels like whenever uh, FTR had all the tag titles. Because, like, it was super dope to see that visual of them holding all of those belts at once. But you knew that shoe was going to drop. And whenever that shoe drops once, it drops fast. Yeah. And I just don't want to see that fall for great fall from grace for Kingston. Not that they can't like it's wrestling. You can rebook it to be like, and now he's going for the international title. Um, if Kingston wins, man, I better hope to see him on ring of honor as much as possible. Cause they really need to write that ship. Absolutely. Where, where the ring, of, where the ring of honor champion needs to be at their goddamn TV every time. Right. Because and give Athena a break. She has been, carrying that show on her back with well, Billy Starks. Well, no, Asa, Asa, she's getting a break now. The Devil's Henchmen are the tag team champ. Mm. Mm. I don't want to talk about it. <gasps> oh, you know, like, you know how much I hated the Ring of Honor tag team champions being held by one person and beating established tag teams in Ring of Honor? Um, I will take that every day of the week over two faceless motherfuckers now, a lot of the internet's speculating that it's the kingdom. If it's the kingdom, at the end of the day, I take back everything I said. This fucking rules. It's probably but the like, kingdom. Until then, this is fucking dumb. The second it ends up being the kingdom, we will. I will record a solo 10-minute show praising the booking of the devils. Like, it'll... Uh, mark my goddamn words. <laughs> I'll send you the audio where I'm just like, man... Mike Bennett and Matt Taven are just God's gift to wrestling. This this Devils thing is the greatest thing that they've ever done. Because it ends up with the Kingdom as the tag team champions. <laughs> which is what I said should have happened the second MJF got hurt. I was like, it needs to be the Kingdom. Um, I But, man, I need Ring of Honor to be taken a little bit more seriously. Cha- or I, needed, I need them to take their championships a little bit more seriously outside of Athena. Athena is doing amazing. You God's, could not ask. Athena is doing for God's work. And, like, the pure title is good. I think Yuta has the pure title right now. I sure. believe. Um, Boy, that's a bad... So like, that's a bad sign. Uh, I think... Because I think he beat Shibata for it. Go... Uh, you Googling it, or you want me to? Uh, 
I got it. You got it? I'm pretty sure Yuta has it, because it was Yuta, Shibata, and Dan, or Garcia were the ones that were ta- or bouncing that title around right now. Um, but, like, you really need that heavyweight title to, like, really mean something. You need that person there. Yeah, it, it is Yuta. November 25th. Yeah. Um, I knew there was something right with the world. I need to make... She better have that belt on in my collection. Anyway, um, yeah, I just, like, if you're going to have a world title there, I just... I just really hate the triple crown concept of it. Cause like if someone beats them for the ring of honor title, like let's say, um, Claudio comes back and beats Kingston and he's like, well, you only won the ring of honor title though. That feels cheap. See, it's, I wouldn't have as big of a problem with it if they were, if they had announced ahead of time and maybe they did and we're just not paying attention, but I don't Mm -hmm. think that they've really clarified what this triple crown really means and really what the continental championship means um so is it going to be you know oh just the when they do the continental classic next year assuming they do that's not going to be for the triple crown that is just going to be for for the, the continental for the continental it's, yeah. it's just happens to be a triple crown this time because Eddie put up his championships. Uh, he called a shot and said, whoever wins this whole thing will get all three of these titles. Yeah. So I don't think they're, cons- I really don't think that they're consolidating them into just one thing, like an undisputed situation, which mm-hmm. I feel like they couldn't do because literally one of them isn't even their company. Yeah. It's, it's New Japan Strong's open weight. So I, I, I do think that this is going to be just a, hey, the winner of this is now a triple champion, but only two of those titles are going to be like regularly defended. Like the, uh, the, like I said, the Owen Hart one or the dynamite diamond ring tournament thing. Like, I, I think it's going to be more of that and less like the FTW title. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but either way, Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley, there's no way this match doesn't rule. Oh, it's going to be great. There, you know, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm excited. You know, I again, this is one where it's like I am emotionally invested in Eddie Kingston winning this mm-hmm. in a very real way. But at the same time, hey, I, Tony Khan is in talks with networks about he's shopping around ROH to get it from just Honor Club and get it on television. Hey, our champion is John fucking Moxley. That carries weight. It does, yeah. So it, I, I could see it going that way, and then that could be just, you know, one final mountain for Kingston to have to climb. Yeah. You know, he's overcome, he overcame Claudio, he overcame Danielson, but he still has that one, you know, skeleton I just in don't his see, closet. Yeah, I don't, like, in a grand, and again, with the way wrestling is, and especially with the way they book, like, the way Moxley's able to talk, like, I just don't want Moxley being a heel for it. Because I don't know exactly how necessarily that... Like, Danielson can do it. Because mm-hmm. Danielson's a little bastard. Like, yeah, he's a little fuckface. And, like, Moxley is too. But his promos are so much more babyface oriented. Dude, Daniels, Danielson's no. a fucking menace. Yeah, no, I, it's not that. Okay. I'm thinking back from the promo from last week where I am pretty sure when his music was still playing, Kingston and got the microphone, I'm pretty sure he called him a twat. Oh, he definitely did. He called There's, Danielson a twat. Like, Danielson's a little, like, so, like he's a sociopath. Like, mm-hmm. 
the character is. Um, no, like, I, think th- I think it's pretty safe to say the human being is too. Just him talking about how Cody Rhodes taught him to lie and how much fun it is. <laughs> just we love we love wrestling and we really do. It's so uh, much fun. But but like yeah no like Moxley do like if you're gonna tell that story. It's Danielson should be in the finals beating Kingston and then letting that first ring of honor feud. If it goes to a network television be Danielson versus Kingston. It's not that you're wrong. I do just think that like you can still tell that story, but Mm -hmm. it be not as antagonistic. You can have face John Moxley just be like, Hey, I love you. And I think you're great, but I'm just better. Or, or, hear me out, we could have little shithead Danielson being like, you know you're not good enough for this. Oh yeah, where Danielson plays the voice, like, he, he is the inner monologue of Eddie Kingston, Kings- like, like, highlighting a, all of his insecurities. 100%. You're a, you're a we, B-minus, we're, we're a B-minus player, Kingston. And yeah. just have him be a little fucking dickhole, like, oh, but, and that's my favorite Danielson. Oh, he's so good at it. He's but, so good. He's been wearing a little eye patch like a bastard this whole shit. He's I'm gonna so find, good at it. I'm going to find Rocky Romero for wearing an eye patch without needing one. <laughs> um, but we're past that, and this is what we have. And I think that it's just, it's going to be very good. I'm very excited for it. Yeah. Uh, the AEW TBS Championship will be defended as Julia Hart defends against Abaddon. Hell yeah. It's awesome to see Abaddon back. Yeah. It's awesome to see them in a uh, uh, championship match. On pay-per-view. Meaningful. Yeah. Also, Julia Hart continues to just crush it. Hell yeah. Did All you, the way around. Did you see Brody King's, like, uh, apparently Julia Hart won some kind of breakout star of the year thing through, like, a publication. And, like, Brody King sent, like, a, this is exactly what 2023 was supposed to be proud of you, kid. And I was like, oh, The wrestling guy is adorable. He has a heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because he's a sweetheart just in the body of a monster uh the aw women's world championship timeless tony storm defending against riho uh another one that i need her to stop beating my japanese girls it really really breaks my heart a little bit (laughs) i i again this is another one that's going to be really good i am not as big of a fan of riho as i want to be Oh, she's so good. Like I and I recognize it. It's just there's just there's a disconnect in my brain of just like it doesn't. Eh. It doesn't help that she has been in and out of the company. Yeah. Of just like she hasn't been like because she has been there as a fuck ton compared to Riho. Um, Riho's real good. I've and like I've always been a big fan. Of, like since I saw her in AEW, like the first time she was on AEW and she was a champion, I was like, God bless she's really fucking good and i really enjoyed her first run like it, it there, it's not that i dislike her or that i'm not looking forward to this match mm-hmm. it's just i don't know it's the way it's kind of like um our friend hunter with the mm-hmm. you know just for whatever reason drew mcintyre just doesn't click in his brain yeah there's just something there and it's like it seems like it's so obvious to everybody else but like i don't ah, i'm just it's hard for me to get like pumped like if this was a you know, if this was Tony Storm versus Ruby Soho or Nyla Rose or Sheeta or fucking uh, Anna J, dear lord, I was just like, like where, where are you going with this? I I kept thinking I I was th- I wanted Anna J, but all in my head I could just think Julia Hart. 
And I was like, that's that, not all right, I got the Jays through me, I think. But either way, it'll be it'll be a very good match, I know. But it's also like I don't know why, like, I don't think there's a chance in hell Abaddon is winning, but I'm super mm. excited for that match. It's super It's good the same way of to... like, I don't think there's a chance in hell that Rio is winning this. But that almost kind of takes away from my like my anticipation of the match a little bit in a weird way. I don't know. It's just it's just something I'm not super stoked for. Um, originally scheduled was supposed to be the AEW Tag Team Championship match between the Golden Jets and Ricky Starks and Big Bill. But as we talked about last week, Kenny Omega has the diverticulitis diagnosis, so he is not on the show. And instead, we are getting an eight-man tag team match, second one of the show, as the tag team champions Ricky Starks and Big Bill team up with Kaneske Takeshita and Powerhouse Hobbs to take on the team of Sting, Darby Allin, Chris Jericho, and Sammy Guevara, who came back as a face, who is definitely not going to turn on Jericho or Sting after this match and i say after this match because sting is undefeated in AEW, and there's not a chance in hell he gets an l in the column before that retirement yeah um the segment with them beating big bill with the bat last night was real stupid yeah they were like passing the bat back and forth and i was like that's not how that works (laughs) if you hit somebody with a bat like that's because real world like Real world implications of something. Like, Triple H's sledgehammers killed motherfuckers, basically. We watched, like, the MLB. Like, they're hitting this... And he's just, like, getting back... It was dumb. I didn't like it. I know have we you, don't usually shit... Ha- have we don't you shit on things. Have you considered? because he's big? Is it because he's big? Bill is big. I hate you. It Bill, was dumb. Bill big. Yes. And because a, Bill big, bat bad. That's that's big dumb. Dumb doesn't start with a B, you idiot. <laughs> Got him. No disqualification <laughs> match for the you. AEW TNT Championship. Christian Cage taking on Adam Copeland. And... Okay. Yes. I have a problem with this. Christian okay. Cage, Adam Copeland, high-profile championship match on pay-per-view. Fuck yeah. Let's Fuck go. yeah. All in on that. Yes. Dumb, dumb wrestling logic of, hey, the only reason I didn't beat you before is because someone cheated. And it was a numbers game. So now, I'm going to challenge you. I am going to request... That we just get rid of all of the rules. Why? Why do? Why? Why? Because now, oh, what's stopping Killshot and Nick Wayne and Nick Wayne's mom from just like, it's okay, it's four on one. And it's legal. It's it's dumb. It, it makes Edge look dumb. And I don't like it. And you can make the argument of like, well, now he can do whatever he wants. Oh, he can see it coming like he knows to expect it. But like... But still, bad. Challenging yeah. to a cage match. Has a cage ever stopped a single person from interfering? No, we all know this, but that is what the purpose of the cage is. Yeah. So I kind of give that one a pass, but like, I just, I don't like that it's an ODQ. Now, moving on from that negativity aside, Christian Cage, Adam Copeland, 
hell yeah. Like this is gonna now. this is gonna rule. And because there's that twenty man battle royal for a future TNT championship match, I think it is highly hilarious that if Copeland wins this, that he immediately get cashed in on. Yeah. He beats he beats Christian Cage all three of them just fuck him up and then whoever won the the battle royal which like what if it's kill shot what if it's nick way or uh yeah what if it's nick way yeah the prodigy Isn't he prodigy yeah he he didn't he just gave him the moniker he he's not the prodigy oh that's good cuz luchasaurus is fucking kill shot yeah he's just kill shot kill switch that's so kill switch that makes more sense kill switch he's kill switch yeah. he's not kill shot kill shot was someone else that was swerve in um that was Swerve in Lucha Underground. Underground. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does Swerve have a match this weekend? No. Yes. Yes, he does. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, good. I was about to say, I was like, what the fuck? He's next. I also don't like the match he's in, but we're, okay. we're, we're, we'll get there here in a second. Um, I'm very, very excited. Also, just real quick, uh, I did see on Twitter today that apparently this is the first AEW pay-per-view since the company has been founded that Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Adam Page are not on it. All oh, four of them. Sad. That makes me sad. Yeah, that's it's it's a bummer. So because like, which I, granted, I, I, I do man. think I ultimately think that if I do think that the 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 young bucks make an appearance and that is going to be the championship match down the road is Jericho and Guevara. I know I joked about him immediately turning again just because like that's what he does is he turns a lot, yeah. but that it's going to be the Bucks and. Well, shit, maybe they do cost them the match? I don't know. Or maybe they just wait until late the following... But Young Bucks versus Jericho and, and Guevara are gonna happen at some point. Yeah. Um, Christian Cage, Adam Copeland. Uh, next match on the list is Swerve Strickland versus Keith Lee. And the reason I don't love this match is because it really kind of came out of nowhere. It's also, yeah, it's... We're about a year too late. And we're also about six months too early because this match shouldn't be happening tonight. This should be Swerve Strickland's first feud as AEW champion. 100%. Which is Keith Keith Lee being like, you went off to duck. You've been ducking me. I have never gotten my pound of flesh after all the bullshit you put me through the last couple years. So now I'm coming for you and I'm coming for that. Well, here's all right. So if that's the way we're playing it, Keith Lee definitely needs to win. Because if you have Keith Lee beat Swerve tonight, or Saturday, and then in three months, whenever Revolution happens, mm-hmm. um, and you have Swerve beat Samoa Joe, or MJF, then your first feud can be Keith Lee, because you can be like, no, I've, I am the, the last person to beat you. I am the last person to beat you since you won that fucking belt. The only reason I disagree is because he didn't win that triple threat. And I think you got to keep Swerve. I think this is a bounce back match of Swerve is going to immediately beat Keith Lee, one of his biggest rivals in the company, Mm -hmm. to kind of get that momentum back. Get some steam back. But you you were 100% not wrong. Like, that makes a ton of sense. It's just the turnaround there is kind of iffy. Because, like, and and I think about it on the, all right, who really needs it more? Swerve, if Swerve loses, 
Is he going to be any less over a swerve? Or do we really need to rebuild Keith Lee? Who hasn't really done anything since being tag team champion. Like... He's made he's popped up on ROH and is doing some stuff with Shane Taylor, which is I'm neat. talking. No, I know what you, I know yeah. what you mean. I'm just being yes, a dick. yeah. But like, not saying that Keith Lee has done absolutely nothing. But like, in the eyes of the AEW fans, he came in as this big signing, and he won the tag team champions with Swerve, and then Swerve catapulted himself to the front of the line. Which good, that dude busted his ass to do that. But I feel like you need to give Keith Lee some momentum back, and is Swerve gonna? Is Swerve really going to lose a whole lot in losing to Keith Lee? I don't think so. Because, I I mean, either way is fine. I I don't know. It's I need to see what happens in the next three months to tell you who needs to win tonight. And that makes things real difficult. Like, whenever I'm playing it in future time of just being like, well, if you do this, then you can do this. That's really hard to tell because, like, I'm assuming that Swerve's going to be world champion at some point next year. I can't guarantee that. But I'm assuming. Right. Because, um, like, yeah, you could have Swerve versus Keith Lee as your main event thing. And, like, yeah, that would be great. Or have Hangman come back and be the person that Keith or that Swerve faces for it. Like, there's a lot of different angles you can play with it. But if you're going to do Swerve versus Lee for the AW Championship in six months, I think you need Lee to win right now. So that way, whenever Swerve has it, Lee can at least have a claim to it. Because the worst thing you could have in that situation, if you go that route, which again, we don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. But if you have him go that route, if Keith Lee coming out and being like, no, no, I owe you. Like, you owe me. And be like, I beat your ass back in December of last year. Did you forget? Or did I beat you that bad? Yeah. That's the last thing you want. Um, If you go that route. Now, you don't have to go that route. And you can have Swerve win no matter what. And then it's Swerve and it's Pris Nana and it'll be fucking over. But like... I don't know, it's weird. And it's it sucks whenever it's two people that I genuinely love seeing compete. Yeah. So I mean, it'll be I mean it'll I be really, a good, it'll be a good match. Like Yeah, and I don't think there's a wrong answer to go here. So but it'll yeah. be cool. And it's fun. I, I like the idea of just like I really don't know how this is gonna go. So neat. Yeah, that's that's always fun. And again, like a th- an issue with AEW is just the follow up. Is this going to, is the result going to matter in three weeks, in three months? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always, it doesn't always. So, fingers crossed. Uh, next matchup, Miro versus Andrade El Idolo with CJ in his corner. Uh, also, get well soon to CJ, who had that terrible infection in her finger. Like, almost surgery. died? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I like the story that they're telling with Miro, and she's just like, no, I'm coming in and I want to manage, so you don't want me to manage you, so fine, I'll manage someone else. And Miro's just like, hey, I don't like that. <laughs> so no I'm gonna make it. So I'm gonna make it everyone's problem. <laughs> but this, I'm very excited for this match too. Like this has this is Dark Horse. Like if they get enough time, and depending mm-hmm. on like the placement of the card, like if they don't use it for the buffer match between the main event, like this could steal the show. Oh, you know damn good and well the buffer between the main event and whatever was like feature. So like whatever their semi main is, you know for a fact it's gonna be that goddamn uh, eight man with Sting. Is it? Because it's... Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say it was going to be Julia Hart versus Abaddon. No, no, no. Because I think they actually care about that title a little bit. They... I I hope so. But we'll see. Man, I hope I'm right. Yeah. I really hope I'm right. Because I'll tell you, I care way more about TBS than that goddamn eight man. That... Yeah. You're not wrong. Uh, Either of them. Either of the eight mans. Uh, And then the main event. AEW World Championship. MJF defends against Samoa Joe... Mm -hmm. And Dalton, 
audience, Joe, Joe, friends, Joe, Joe. <laughs> I so desperately need Samoa Joe to win this. I want world champion Samoa Joe in my life. Is it to be a transitional champion to put the title on Swerve? I don't give a fuck. But let it be <laughs> Joe. Because let's get this devil shit wrapped up. Let's get the belt off of MJF. And let's move that direction. Because this at this point, with all of the injuries and the defenses and everything that MJF has done... We are, this will either be, are we, is it super MJF? Is it lol MJF wins? God, I hope not. To me. Like, again, some people are going to still be into MJF and like him, the babyface stuff. And I, again, it's not terrible. Uh, the, this past Dynamite yesterday, we talked about it a little bit. The, the devil's masked goons are now the ROH tag team type champions because the, they laid out Samoa Joe before the matchup. They pinned MJF. They won the titles. They continued to beat down MJF. Samoa Joe comes out with a chair to make the save. The devil appears on the screen. Pleasure doing business with you. Tyler put it great in our group chat of Samoa Joe then does the serial killer, you know, the Michael Myers head tilt, lays out MJF. He's been working with the devil. I I, I don't hate that as much as some people do. Like, mm-hmm. I like the idea that Joe was like, oh, no, actually, I've kind of been in cahoots all along, especially if it means that the devil's goal is to get the title off of MJF, not yeah. to become the champion themselves necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like, they just want to ruin MJF's life by taking everything from him, his friend, the only friends he has, and his title. Fuck it. I'm into that. That's cool. Adam Cole. Adam well, yeah, Cole. It's, so, for <laughs> Has sure. To be. So... You know, okay, he loses his championships, he loses his friends, he, MJF has lost everything because the devil took it for him, and then MJF and the devil can go and do their story down the line as M- as Samoa Joe is our AEW world champion. Fuck yeah, I'm into that. But, if it's again, hey, I'm beating you on one leg with one arm, and three million outside interference things, and he still overcomes it, oh, that's just a little too much for me. Especially when it's Joe. It was bad when it was Jay White. Yeah. But, like, when it's, like, this might actually break me and Ace's heart. Like, this bit. could be it. Like, this could be, like, wait, Samoa Joe lost to a one-arm, one-leg dude, that, and he had, like, all the help in the world and still couldn't beat this guy? Mm-hmm. What in the actual fuck? Yeah. And then they would Samoa... have to put the title on Kingston or Swerve. Yeah. Like, those are, oh, those he are better two not... options to get me oh, back man. 100%. If... If we got one-legged, one-armed MJF beat and swerve, I think I would... I, I wouldn't stop watching AEW, but, like, I would need a week or two off. Yeah, it would, it would, I would take a pause. I would have to take I would a be pause. like, I just I just need a moment, a mental uh, health break, because what the fuck, guys? <laughs> I am no longer having fun with this. Mom, come pick me up. But that is World's End. Again, the, sh- the card itself looks pretty stacked. I'm mm-hmm. excited to watch it. I, again, am just, like, going into it kind of trepidatious a little of just, like, all right, let's let's see what we do. But then I know we're going to be talking about Hook and Wheeler and Kingston and Moxley and Storm and Rio. It just, like, there's going to be Cage and and Copeland. Like, the shit's going to be good. Mm -hmm. Shit's going to be be good. Wrestling's neat. And, hey, if you also think wrestling is neat, you can share us with your friends uh, leave us a rating on your podcast service because that helps the algorithm stuff. Excuse me. Uh, you can follow us on social media. 
the show is on threads, Twitter, and Instagram at nerdiest part. Uh, I am the five star man on Instagram threads, Twitter, blue sky. Dalton is Mr. D Anthony N P O T R on the Twitter. And yeah, that is going to do it for us. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. Um, we will talk to you next week. We're the game plan for our best of the year is kind of in flux. I need to talk to Dalton about it. We'll do that after the show because I meant to talk to you before the show and then I forgot, but yeah. be on the lookout for that coming here pretty soon. We will be back next year. We will be back in 2024. Thank you all so much who have listened to us. If this is your first time, if you've listened to every episode for 23, you really do mean the world to Dalton and I, because why would, I don't understand why listening to this bullshit, but you do it and we appreciate you and we hope you have a fantastic new year. So, but until next time, thank you so much. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And as always, watch more wrestling.